0: Welcome to the Blue Dot Podcast. Please join us as we discuss what's happening in Harrison County, Indiana.
1: County and welcome to episode 58 of The Blue Dot. I am Elmer Ramos and I'm Graylin Porter and here we are today. Um, we're really excited to uh, be bringing you in Pride Month, um, mm-hmm. a, uh, someone who I think is, is a great resource for the LGBTQ plus community, and his name is Joe Nelson, and we will be interviewing him in a short while.
0: We met him at the Pride event in 2022, and he, we've been wanting to have him on for a long time. And yeah, he's got a lot to offer.
1: He's yeah, 100%. really interesting. Yeah. Well, and speaking of Pride event, um, I just wanted to start with mentioning that uh, our Cordon Pride event is happening mm-hmm. on June 24th, 1 p.m. through 4 p.m., and it's going to be at Bicentennial Park. Um, there's going to be vendor booths. There's going to be food trucks. Um, it's going to be, you know... Might be the biggest one that we've done yet.
0: We're going to be there with microphones set up.
1: Yeah. So if you want to just jump on, be on the pod for a short minute, Mm -hmm. we would love to talk to you. We're just going to, you know, have we're going to be recording and people can come on. We'll chat with you. Talk about whatever
0: you want to, basically.
1: It'll be fun. So stop by our booth and it's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing I wanted to mention was a popcorn festival happening on June 30th and July 1st. Um, and again, one's going to take over all of downtown and it's our usual, you know, popcorn, annual I popcorn. I have to ask
0: Alex if he's willing to do coverage. We we covered it in length last year and it was some of the most popular content we've ever put out on the <laughs> website. So,
1: wow, that's awesome.
0: So we'll see if, if, if he's willing to do that again for us.
1: That's pretty cool. Well, I will be having a t-shirt printing booth at Ooh. on the Capitol grounds. Um and that's just going to be on the July 1st. Um, what, what what
0: can you get printed anything?
1: Uh no, not anything. Oh, okay. i I'll, I'll have about four maybe designs that you can pick from and like three different color shirts that you can gotcha. pick from. And then we're going to print them on the spot there for you.
0: Gotcha. Cause I've been wanting to ask you if you will do me a custom F1 shirt. I have a couple ideas.
1: <laughs> we can talk about that after. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk about uh, that
0: offline. It's fine.
1: But yeah. And then, uh, yeah, that's all I got for housekeeping. Um, just a lot of fun stuff happening.
0: Yep. We, you know, our coverage of, we still post all of our recordings of the meetings. so I just want to, I've been meaning to say this on the pod and keep forgetting, uh, if you're interested in any of the public boards that we have talked about in the past, commissioners, uh, county council, library board, parks board, we still record the majority of those meetings and put them up on our website. So they're there if you want to go listen.
1: Yeah. That's and kinda, we'll probably touch on the is. major stuff and different episodes, yeah. you know, kind of like the the uh, playground and all that other stuff. Oh, yeah. we'll oh, touch yeah. that on a later episode, but yeah, for, sure. for the most part, I don't I haven't really heard any.
0: I mean, things seem to be running smoothly. <laughs> Knock on the desk. <laughs> that,
1: that we know of. <laughs>
0: that we know of. Yeah, exactly. We may not just we may not have as close an eye on it. That's that's p- totally possible as well. Yeah.
1: But I think we're doing <laughs> building a community, I think is what our new goal is. So. Oh yeah. I think we're doing We're doing great. great. Pat's
0: on the back to all of us. We're doing great.
1: But yeah, without further ado, uh, (laughs) we'll jump,
0: (laughs) Uh, we'll,
1: we'll be back with Joe. We'll be back with Joe. How about
0: that? (laughs) Love getting local updates from the Blue Dot? Consider making a one-time donation by visiting blue.hc.com, just scroll to the bottom and click donate. Blue Dot is made up of volunteers and would not be possible without the support of the community. Listeners now have the option to become annual members of Blue Dot Harrison County. This membership includes early access to weekly email updates, exclusive members-only episodes, and one item of merchandise from our store. Please visit bluehccom membership to learn more. And we're in back with Joe Nelson. Hi, Joe. Hi. And uh we're so glad to have you on. It's been on my to-do list for a year now, um, I met you at the pride event last year in 2022 to have you on the pod. You are a local, um, therapist, social worker. You have a lot of acronyms after your name. (laughs) Um, so I'm probably not getting all of that, uh, correct, but if you could tell, you know, the listeners a little bit about yourself and and what you do locally, that would be great.
2: Absolutely. So my name is Joe Nelson. I had moved into, uh, I moved to Corden about five years ago in love with the little small town I think it's just cute I think it's homey yeah uh, it has grown way quicker than I expected where did you move from um, so I've actually moved from Memphis Tennessee okay oh, wow I yeah. came from a much bigger area into a really cute small area because I'm originally from Romania having that just just all different jumps is very much different yeah <laughs> but uh my goal what I do is I'm a social worker so it's a, mm-hmm. it's a thing I am very passionate about. I will tell everybody I'm very proud of it. When you say all those acronyms next to my name, uh, I get bored. So I want to keep getting trained and trained and trained and trained in something new every time. Mm-hmm. I'm actually now a doctoral student and I graduate in May and I'll nice. be a doctor in social work in neuropsychiatry. Wow, that's a long road. I
1: guess it's safe to say Dr. Joe
2: Nelson now, right? (laughs) I am so ready for it. You don't even know (laughs) all those paperworks, all those things being done. But ultimately, um, I try to keep myself very diverse because I know in a small town, it's so much harder to find those resources. Mm -hmm. So I have just been searching for ways to try to be an advocate. And I think one thing when we were at the Pride event is I got a specialty at something called Ray. Which is a rainbow advocate educator. Mm. So it's the goal is to go to schools, to go to programs, to go to events for the state of Indiana because we're a little behind sometimes when it comes. To, uh, uh, that's yeah. me being, you know, being a little generous, but uh-huh, we're yeah. behind. And so by getting to meet that need, we're helping build that bridge.
3: Mm-hmm. For the
2: community that just still gets um, put to the side a little bit. Is the best way to yeah. word it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, when you say you go into schools, is this this a program schools reach out to you for, or you have the ability to go into schools if that therapy is needed for a specific student? Or
2: so I've actually been really blessed. Uh, schools actually search out for me, and that's amazing. And they'll have me come in and like teach uh, the teachers about like different proper pronouns,
3: mm-hmm.
2: wow. about ways to be just sensitive and how um, to respect, especially in the transgender community, and understanding that there is a difference between legal name. You know, Mm -hmm. their name Mm -hmm. they Mm -hmm. they define as and having to teach them the biggest thing they get confused about is dead name. And Mm -hmm. it's really interesting just to see just their light, their, uh, their brain just click and go, wow, like I didn't realize there was just a whole other world to this. Yeah. You know, so I think it's just been a really big opportunity. I've gone up north. I've gone down south to Evansville. Wayne, and this has allowed me to go in and just kind of express it. You know, I'm pretty young. I'm 29 years old. And so because wow. of that, it has allowed me to really connect with a much um, younger community.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: So yeah.
2: yes, kind of how I do things with the education system.
0: That's really, I, I just feel very, I don't know, reassured to hear that you have the positive, you know, experience working with the schools, because I feel like the schools are kind of in the crosshair of yeah. a lot of issue of these issues right now and a lot of the rhetoric is very negative and i feel like if i was somebody working in the schools it that would frustrate me a lot so to have a more a, a, you know a positive voice and and to say that you've had positive experiences is really really important well,
1: um yeah, I'm, i I'm kind of curious like have you had any kind of pushback while you're doing these classes or, or like people being been like, why can't things just be this way?
2: You know, have you had
1: that those kind of people? Yes, out of curiosity.
2: So yes, what tends to happen is is um I know it sounds horrible, but uh you get these more in the older groups that I've had to deal with. Mm-hmm. And uh they'll push back. They'll be like, um well I'm gonna follow the legal version. I'm gonna follow the legal rules and I and I validate them and let them, allow them tell them I get it on paperwork. Absolutely. But mm-hmm. you know, they you how do I say this? We don't have to look at our paperwork. What we have to deal with is what we see in front of us yes and so and having to explain to them that difference it tends to take a lot of that uh guard off because i'll have some people going you're making that something that's unethical we're putting a different name on paperwork and i'm like i'm not telling you to do that I'm yeah. saying, when you're in front of us please use the proper pronouns please use the proper identification because if you choose not to then you're losing our connection and you are teachers that are supposed to guide these students mm-hmm. We want, to feel, we want them to feel safe. Again, their goal at this age group is identity. Yeah. They're figuring out who they are and to take that from them, we're literally taking away a development stage. And so that's why I really value and I really push how much it's important to their development stage it needs to be done.
0: And I think, I think that one thing, and I don't know if you use this when you t- talk to um, people that might push back is one thing that I always think about is why wouldn't you just call them what they want to be called like th- what is the there's no argument to me against yeah. this i i don't understand the rationale on arguing against this it doesn't make any sense to me there's no there's no downside to this
2: well, absolutely i think a lot of them just keep referring back to well, the law states yeah or, <laughs> I, 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 look for you and find you and be like hey you call this person a different name yeah I'm giving you a ticket. Here's your citation. Like, I yeah.
1: I just find it funny that like the law is also kind of something made up by man. So when they start claiming that like, well, you know, this is not really what's what's the correct. I'm like, well, both of these names have been they have the same foundation. Like they were created by or these rules were created by a person. So I don't understand why you have an issue with them. A person choosing to be called a
2: different name. Like, I don't know. It's just, it doesn't, silly. It doesn't
0: make any sense to me at all.
2: Sometimes I think they don't want to have to, like, have to think of another name. Yeah. But, but I guess the other, the
1: other, I've had a, like an experience where my, a friend of mine, and we, which actually we're going to be interviewing them. Um, as well uh they corrected me in, in in their pronouns and and i wasn't offended by it i actually it it almost like woke up this other like bigger understanding of like like identity and and like I, it allowed me to see them in, in in a different way you know once you start calling them by their actual like the the pronouns that they want, the way should be called. Um, and I think when, when you're fighting against this idea of like, well, I'm not going to call you that because that's not legal. Like, that's very, that's such a personal opinion. And it's also like, it's not about you. It's, it's about them. Like, it's, you know, like why are you taking ownership over this person's the way they're going to be called? I mean, it's not like I go to Graylin and say, well, I'm just going to call you he, because I, I want to, you know, like, mm-hmm. it's like it's whatever she wants to be called pretty straightforward
0: yeah one thing um in addition to you know pronouns and issues of identity um with kids is i wanted to you know pick your brain a little bit about i i've got in the past year i've been on a deep dive of trying to learn as much as i can about um the effects of social media on mental health i i'm endlessly fascinated by this topic and i i read a lot of books and listen to a lot of podcasts about it and I was wondering if that's something that you work a lot with or, or think about, I'm sure you do, um, and what your your take is on it right now, maybe with kids in particular, like teenagers in particular.
2: So, absolutely. So, what I try to explain to people is is it doesn't manipulate their thinking. What it does is open up new doors to their thinking. So mm-hmm. I really, really oppress that and tell them they're not being manipulated. They're not being told that they have to go follow this belief. What they're being informed is hey, there's another side mm-hmm. of this world that maybe they have never even learned about because in society we've never tried to open that door up before. Mm-hmm. And now that are finally pushing past it. And what's really fascinating with beautiful is, is if they may f- identify that at a beginning phase. And I refer to these sometimes as phases because sometimes they are phases. But Mm -hmm. what I allow them to, I tell the parents, I tell the teachers, I tell just people around them, allow them to go through that. Because sometimes that's part of that learning experience of learning us. Um, I do think sometimes that social media can become very mean Mm -hmm. and um, very, uh, how do I say this kindly, Uh, punishing if you make a mistake. And have to explain that quite often to um from both perspectives to the children that if your parents mispronounce please don't like torch put a torch on them you know yeah. they're, mm-hmm. they're learning this is a different mindset but i have to explain to the parents that just because they're identifying as this does not mean that you just lost your child you don't you don't need to be punishing and getting rid of your co- kid now because they're no longer going to come back it's the wording that they'll use okay yeah, so that's what tends to happen. Is, is a lot of parents, we know we we know how society. We as we get older, we think it's an all or nothing kind of thinking. Yeah, more, mm-hmm. right.
0: And um, that's that's something I'm kind of yes. That's exactly that. Is that there seems to be an all or nothing um, mindset with with it right now, and that there's no. You know, I think of the the TikTok issue and and you know the government wanting to ban TikTok and all of that, and. I don't understand how you put the genie back in the bottle on this, on this, you know, uh, issue in this platform. And so, you know, we need people like yourself that are going to educate people on what it does to you chemically. And I mean, like chemically in your brain, what social media can do to you and how to navigate that.
2: So yeah, what, what a lot of times you'll see if we're just going to look at the chemical perspective of it, the cortisol levels will spike mm-hmm. when we watch the news. Because I mean, when do we really watch the news and everything is going great? Yeah. <laughs> I I have to specifically. No. I had to search online to find there's a website called like positive news. Yeah. All they have on there is just positive news. Mm-hmm. For my clients who have such a high level of anxiety now after mm-hmm. COVID, mm-hmm. it has just ruined them to believe that there can be any security in the news. Mm-hmm. so i've had to teach them about positive news you know and then we had to talk about you know filtering or limiting tv time but you're absolutely right it has just almost caused us to believe in this such a fear
0: yeah
3: and, fear and
2: it goes from all cultures you know not just from the lgbt community we're talking about race we're talking about ageism we have issues with those communities too now you know just that whole dynamic and so you're absolutely right social media from a chemical stance, It truly has shown through research that the cortisol levels just spike. And then when we are high, cortisol is our fight or flight response. Mm-hmm. And so if those are already high, we're now thinking just more from a survival mindset. And if we're yeah. watching telling us that something is bad, our brain is going to go bad means get away from it. Bad mm-hmm. means fight against it. And mm-hmm. now we're going to do everything to get away from it and not even give it a chance to process. So if we can, I would love for social media to change its approach on how it introduces this information. Yeah. I think it won't kick us in this fight or flight stage that we could actually be able to hear, okay, they think it's bad, but let me use my own critical thinking and go, okay, well, that's just an identification. That's not changing who they are. They're still our child. They're still our family. They're still, you know, people who Mm -hmm. deserve to have a quality of life. Yeah. Really changing that.
1: Yeah, it's kind of like having this approach of curiosity instead of threat. You know, like Absolutely. you know, like instead of don't get defensive or don't get, you know, like it's like ask more questions if that's that's the issue. You know, and I think that's some people are so proud that they're so afraid of asking questions because they might be wrong. And it's like, well, we won't get anywhere if we're not talking about it.
2: Absolutely, I think that was the best statement you just made. I had a, just last week I had this conversation. Seek to understand. The key word I always tell a lot of my clients is when they're like, well, what do I do? And I'm like, seek to understand. I want you to just ask questions to better understand. If you come in from a genuine understanding, very rarely will anyone fight you. Cause they'll see a genuine, like, Hey, you're trying to get to know me. But Mm -hmm. if you seek to uh, challenge or Mm -hmm. change, you're going to create a problem. Mm -hmm. So that perfectly just leave it to where it can be open so that you can just ask questions
0: you know, I was a yoga teacher for a long time and I always, um, a lot of my teachers always said that as you get older, you realize you don't know anything. And so, you know, you know, the older (laughs) you get, the less you admit, you know. And so for me, it doesn't really feel, uh, it doesn't feel good anymore to say, I know all the answers and, and you should vote for me because I know the answers because I don't know all the answers. Um, and I think that if we all just kind of we're more open to that possibility that we don't all know the answers, uh, things could get a lot better.
1: Yeah. And we're, we don't even focus on the main issues if we're mm-hmm. constantly thinking about how we can outdo the next person or how we can prove them wrong. It's like, it's a never ending circle. I think that's a, that's, that's not just with this, but like in the bigger picture of things, like everybody's always trying to prove their point And it's like, we we can actually find solutions working together and still have our different views. That's essentially
2: well, I was just going to tell you, this goes back to that. Um, if you ever get bored and you want to research, you go yeah. back to the humanistic mindset. We're training as kids that we need to survive. And we're not surviving if we're not keeping up with everything and if we don't know everything. Mm-hmm. So I think it's changing that cultural mindset to say, hey, you can still survive without having to know everything. So I think you said that really perfectly is the more you can just reassure people that nothing, you're not going to lose anything because you ask for new knowledge. If anything gets reversed you actually gain so much more survival instincts survival awareness if you ask so i yeah. think you said that really nicely
0: so joe i also noticed um that you wrote a book um can you tell us a little bit about it um i i the the title is very like intriguing
2: absolutely so i really wanted i started just thinking as i was uh going through life and hearing my clients talk uh, so one of my specialties is betrayal trauma. Mm. So experiencing cheating. And it's a very sensitive topic, but it's a very real topic that I was like, there's not very many books on how to help people understand. There's what you can do to get through it. But there's not a I need to understand why people cheat. Well, the book title is called Why Did I Do It? From Cheating to Rebuilding Love and Marriage. Mm. Wow. So it's breaking this barrier because here's the thing. When we don't know something, we continue our own beliefs. And Mm -hmm. we will stick to it until something truly can open our eyes and go, Oh, wow. Like I didn't realize that a lot of this is because of their trauma is why they're cheating. I'm not condoning it. What I'm doing is educating that if you choose to continue growing in the relationship and you stay in the relationship we have a different perspective and not just that they're just pigs or they don't know what they're doing. You know, they're just meeting people, you know, and this goes for male and female, but I'm just using the most dominant version. Um, But yeah, so it was the objective was, it's just, I wanted to, so many people right now think about it. How long does it take to get into therapy? I don't know if you've heard your friend say this six months. Mm. Oh my God. Mm. I have a nine month waiting list on a certain, right. And so I've had to open up more, Hours, which, talk to my partner about that one. Yeah. i more hours to try to help people. And I'll hear that. And then a lot of times what they'll tell me is something that could easily be explained by the book first before they even jump into therapy. Yeah. And so that's what I wanted to do is build that little bit of bridge while they're holding
0: a mm-hmm.
3: you know, the
2: little bit of skill so that when they jump in. I have um, another agency that I'm working with also, and they've started using this book in conjunction with therapy. So they'll read a chapter and they'll process it. You know, talk about what did my partner say to try to get out of the situation? How did they try gaslighting me? Let's process like what that really meant. Let's process how that really responded. And the objective is, is you're going to use it from the person who cheated. Why did you cheat? You know, why did I do it? Why did you cheat? And then you're going to have, and I always, I made it written also for the other perspective of why did my partner cheat? Mm. I understand my partner. So, Mm -hmm. so I'm going to stick around in this marriage. I need to figure out why my partner did what they did.
0: And would you say um, that that kind of concept could be taken all the way down? I feel like cheating and infidelity is probably the pinnacle of a, an issue in a marriage. And then you could take it all the way down to like a little, you know, micro argument about unloading the dishwasher or something. When I am having an argument with my husband, I try to, and and again, I am not always successful because it's very hard to do, but I try to tell myself, do you want to win this argument or do you want the issue to get better? Because winning the argument doesn't matter. Do you actually want to come to an understanding with this person? Yeah,
1: a hundred
2: percent. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And that's how, and so would you say that that might be similar to trying to understand or?
2: So that was perfect, actually. I like yeah. that. Um, do I want to win the argument? I always tell my clients, is it worth it?
0: Yeah. Is the it worth them. it?
2: You're the one that has to live with that. I don't. So we can work through this and we can express everything you want, but is it really worth it doing it at home when you're the one still stuck? Yeah. And so I really try to open those eyes. And I think you, it, what I like to call those is the building blocks that lead to infidelity. Mm-hmm. Is um, The more little small actions like those, which what happened was, is those issues with the the dishwasher and, you know, cleaning or cleaning up the house. Um, If you go back into Gottman's mindset, those are called bids. Mm -hmm. And Gottman discusses that bids are moments of connection. They're offers of connection. And so if you don't hit about 70% of those on an average daily basis, then there's a concern. You notice that their marriages don't last for as long. Mm -hmm. And so when they're not hitting your bids, you're feeling neglected. And then when you Mm -hmm. feel neglected, it then leads you to seeking sure in somewhere else mm-hmm. and then again the building blocks lead to i started talking to my coworker, mm-hmm. or i started talking to my neighbor and um and here's the explanation i tell people is, is cheating does not mean you've committed the full act it does not mean you've you know fully done the deed it means that you have taken away moments of time the energy of connection with your partner to someone else
3: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's
2: kind of how i simplified i said if if you're on texting and you're texting uh your neighbor more often than you're texting your partner you have sacrificed time that could have been given in an yeah. opportunity for growth and connection with your partner that yeah. to me is a form of cheating um because mm-hmm. you're with the sense of what they need Interesting.
1: No, is, it, is it possible now in, in this technology age to uh, cheat with uh social like <laughs> your time on social media you're spending <laughs> more time on your phone. I, thought,
3: I mean, and, yeah. and I'm
1: joking, but also not joking, because I know that like it, it, technology is getting to the point where it maybe it gives us this like like you said this this release of chemicals in our brain, and it makes us feel good. Like, and it, then we avoid our real life and our experiences,
2: and we get this from social media. The the sadness is, I think, and I really I don't know if you guys might find this surprising. When I'm working with people who have cheated, so with a uh, sex addiction or with infidelity behaviors um they will find every creative way i've had kids do it on nintendo switches mm. i've had uh you know from kids cheating with their girlfriends that they, when they're young they'll use their nintendo switch to do it or i'll have adults looking up inappropriate things or talking to other people through words of friends mm. so yeah. you're absolutely right social media has been a uh it' been a blessing for us to connect with more people, but a downfall in the aspect of how to connect with more people. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like it's that it's a double-edged sword. Mm-hmm. But you yeah. said it, we, we do it because we like that little dopamine hit. We love that feeling of ooh, that was nice. Yeah, you know, I like that feeling. If somebody gave me more attention. You know, I'll I'll take my time here while my wife is just doing whatever she wants. You know, mm-hmm. so I will just spend more time here. And then what happens is it's kind of like an addiction. It literally consumes the mind. Um, So Mm -hmm. this is why we really push with addicts to not go near things that have triggered them before, because Mm -hmm. the research shows that it's almost like not using the proper definition for this, but it's almost like you black out completely, you Mm -hmm. do the act, and then you realize what you've done. That same situation happens with a fidelity and when I'm working with sex addicts is they'll think okay i've worked years for this but then they get near that situation and then the brain just immediately triggers and it will black out for a hot second and the next thing they wake up is they've done something inappropriate mm-hmm. and so i think it's just you said it perfectly this just it can be a double-edged sword it's great for the feeling of good but it's also led us such a bad route and so it, i always tell people, if you're going to involve social media in any form of the relationship. I cannot express how much communication needs to happen.
0: Um, the one thing, another thing, I wanted to ask you about was, you know, loneliness, and if you see a lot of your, um, you know, clients and patients, is is that something that keeps coming up and again and again, or or not, you know, locally?
2: Absolutely. So if we're looking at it, so if we're looking at it from just a standard, absolutely, uh, COVID has just honestly, I know it shouldn't go back to that all the time, but COVID has. With, I've had people come back to me and say, ever since COVID, I've not been able to go out. I get nervous when I'm at Walmart, I get nervous when I'm at stores. And then, so I've had to do a lot more research and understanding just like, what about the environment can be the most triggering from the fluorescent lights Mm -hmm. to um, being put in the center of the aisle. So I tell them, teach them about getting on the outer frame of the store. And as they build more confidence, they'll launch into an aisle and then they go back to the outer frame. So they feel the sense of security that they know where they're at. Hmm,
3: that's How interesting. To really
2: change that cultural mindset is really hard because from a LGBT mindset, a lot of loneliness is because, I hate to say this, but when you identify as an LGBT, sometimes everybody's approving. And because of that, they were stuck at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're stuck at home with maybe family members who do not approve. Yeah, That created so much just self-hatred uh, and self-loneliness that when I was starting to do virtual therapy, I would just have kids say, I, I don't feel safe anymore. Sometimes I question about life, you know, I'm just not happy and I'll be like, what's going on? And then they'll reveal my parents don't approve. I have to go be something completely different when I am downstairs mm. versus my room. I can't put anything on my wall anymore because now my parents will actively search my room because when we were in, during COVID shutdown, everybody was at yeah. home, so everybody yeah. had way more time to focus on everybody else in the home. Wow! I can't even tell you how many married couples I got called and said, "If I had to hear my wife say one more thing, <laughs> oh.
3: if
2: I to hear my husband say one more thing, yeah, I'm like it's gonna be okay. This is gonna end at some point. Let's just take some rest here." <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs>
2: so I definitely Aww. had
1: that like you know like i think our relationship got stronger because of covid but it was definitely like a, a, a initially like a tough time like just mm-hmm. constantly being at home and all that but in on the plus side i think yeah i i feel like i grew more as as like i got to know myself better that way um which i thought was pretty positive of an experience Oh yeah, just like the fear of being public. It was like, uh I still, even though you know, we, we get out and do stuff, but like sometimes I just I definitely it's there like for some odd reason.
2: <laughs> it's just it created so much fear that you remember in Walmart they had arrows. Mm-hmm. It created so much fear that I remember just going. So I'm a couponer. So I love going around and just couponing nice. Probably. Probably was a cute idea. We need to anyway. have
0: you. Um, we have a, a series of episodes on our for our bonus members all about grocery shopping.
2: Oh <laughs> so my God. we need
0: to have you on as a couponer.
2: <laughs> the things I could teach you guys. Yeah. Don't ever pay <laughs> okay. 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 But um, but yeah. So people were so overwhelmed with even those arrows. Yeah. If anybody crossed those arrows, it was like World War Three. Like yeah. that showed us how much fear. That showed us how much um, seclusion that we had to have. If we didn't mm-hmm. follow those steps, because we were all protecting ourselves again, back to the humanistic mindset, survival. Mm-hmm. So yes,
1: I, I know I mentioned this almost every time I come on, but that book, <laughs> *Sapiens*, like mm-hmm. it just—I I think about it Have all. Have you the read time. that, Joe? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it just like it, it kind of opened again. I—I I, I'm sure people are tired of me like referencing this book, but it like really opened like the idea that like we are following these rules that were also man-made in in the end it's not that you should be a rebel but like just remember like we we feel like we're in this box but all these rules were also man-made when you're going through your therapies and all that i'm curious like how often you have to remind people like what you think is like really really serious um just take a set step back and and like and like look at it from an outside perspective and realize this is this is really just a small like just you know not not to like i guess down
2: down what do you call it devalue like,
1: <laughs> devalue their experience but like just remind them that like it's everything's going to be okay.
2: So that's the hard part is, um, you know, we're believers. We have to see things to believe things. So it's mm-hmm. like all this, we're we're very much a visual person. So what I apply is something called debunking. You try to find three positive things to challenge the one negative to see that, hey, that one belief that you had, we're going to have these three positives. And I will encourage you, if you ever have a friend that says, I'm afraid of something, I tell them don't run from it because your easier target to get hit in the back, run right after it. <laughs> So that you can actually see it and then get ready to challenge it. So yes, I I wouldn't always tell people whenever there's fears like that, I always say, let's go at it. Let's not stop running from it. Let's just Mm -hmm. go right at it and see, is it really this big monster? Because as parents, you did this with your kids when there was a monster in their closet you went right to the closet you didn't go oh i'm not gonna go in that closet either yeah You know, like oh, i'm gonna stay away from that closet you know you actually went to it and you, you saw told him.
0: them let's look and see and there's nothing in there
2: absolutely so that same mindset needs to happen with our our lives our, our own identity our own emotions so yeah
0: yeah well um thank you so much uh for everything you do um would you like to stick around and uh do recommendations with us
2: sure
1: so for recommendations um i i got i just got a few things i mean I, I feel like i haven't had enough time to sit down and like like focus on one thing but i have a million things going on so uh the, i was going to mention the our summer vacation that's going to be we're going to chicago and mm-hmm. i guess i'm just looking forward to food i feel like anywhere i go <laughs> yeah. i just go straight to like what kind of food nice. they have and are you what's a foodie
0: the- joe do you like
2: oh my gosh dine yeah. drive and dine in oh my god <laughs> go you just said the top time? secret top you secret don't code know here. you
0: don't know that's my favorite show of all time
2: oh gosh i go on their website whenever i travel and try to find what foods they yes to,
0: we do that too like, i
2: have to go here like at least once
0: guy Fieri <laughs> is one of my all-time
1: well you like, like him role so much models in life you like it so much that your dad made like a art piece he, about it yeah he, he did
0: he took like a piece of wood and um like uh carved the intro to triple d on it hey i'm guy fieri and we're rolling out you know that whole deal
2: i love it yeah yeah wow, anyway like... sorry elmer no that's awesome you know
0: when triple d comes up i can't i have to i have to talk about it okay <laughs>
1: And then aside from that, uh, I've been going down the rabbit hole of AI, which I also talked about on the last time I was on. Okay, I'm going just...
0: bl- to be blunt. I'm so sick of this.
1: You're sick of AI? <laughs>
0: I'm sick of it. I, I'm not sick of it. I think it's fascinating. I think it's amazing. I think it's all the things, but everybody is just so worked up.
1: Oh, in a negative way. Yeah, I, I just don't see that. I just
0: don't feel that way. I think it's going to be fine. Like we're gonna integrate this in a way that is fine. It'll be, (laughs) you know, gradual over time. It'll be fine. Everybody, calm down.
1: You know, you know how we think, like, oh, if only I could have this thing to make my life easier. And it's like we always create this technology to make our jobs easier, and then what we end up doing is adding more work to our plate. Sure. And it's ridiculous because it's like, why are like, make something so that you have the time to like relax, and that this thing gives you the work, but um. Yeah. Yeah. It's just ridiculous. So that, pass, that's
2: where <laughs> Once you pass being done with school. Now, before, when you're in school, we have, I have students all the time, I'm also professors. So I teach. Mm-hmm. And so, and I'll have students I've had caught that they don't use their own logical thinking. They'll use AI. And I'll tell them, like, look, like I get that AI is great and it's a wonderful tool when you're out of school.
0: Do you find it easy to catch?
2: Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. The way it's, Phrase. It's like and I'm pretty sure there's
1: already uh, some kind of software or something out there where you can just copy and paste the students and they'll tell you, Oh, this is from this crammerly. or you know. Crammerly. Oh, really? Really? So okay. I use grammarly all the
2: time. Crammerly not grammarly, grammarly. Grammarly, okay. So what it does is it rewrites it so it doesn't look like AI has written it. Oh
0: mm-hmm. wow.
2: So it's Dang what students are using, but some of those students just don't catch on to that yet. And wow. like, so yeah.
0: Uh oh, um, man. Okay.
1: I love yeah. technology.
0: Okay. Um, anything else or is that that's
1: it. That's it. Okay.
0: Um sorry, I, I feel like I kind of poo-pooed your your stuff there.
1: I'm oh sorry. no, I love okay. it when you uh contradict me.
0: Okay. okay. And again, no,
1: I'm not joking. I'm not trying to be sarcastic. Okay. I, I love having conversations about it because it it is kind of funny.
0: Mine is real short. I I we went blueberry picking at Bryant's Blueberries in New Salisbury yesterday. It's delightful. If you haven't done it. They're open on Wednesdays and Saturdays. They open at 7.30 a.m. It was just wholesome. You know, we took the kids, we got there, and we were picking blueberries. And this is maybe, I mean, it's not bad, but I will say the one reason I like it more, I mean, I like blueberries, whatever, it's fine. The main reason I like doing it is because it's pretty crowded. And you're just kind of standing in these bushes picking and you can eavesdrop on everyone's conversations around you.
1: <laughs> Are <laughs> they good I, conversations? Oh
0: yeah, I I mean there was a couple ladies next to me and they were talking about their kids and their husbands and I was learning everything. And then there was a woman a um, couple, you know, a couple minutes later that, just moved here from florida she didn't like it down there i heard all about her um adult sons i mean she was talking to somebody else though not to me and you know i i admit it i was you know just standing there picking
1: just listening love it i'm gonna have to uh take tatum and amanda there Mm -hmm.
0: sounds amazing it's it's great (laughs) (laughs) joe
2: you get a little inside of my job.
0: Yeah, exactly. Because you got a little bit of
2: insight. <laughs> you literally just got an insight because you're yeah. not bound to confidentiality. I, yeah. Like, I, well, and yeah. hey, I didn't
0: know them. And I was like, you know, I can't help but listen to you. You're just, yeah. you're acting like I'm not here because I'm just another person picking blueberries next to you. Anyway.
2: Fascinating how our brain completely blocks someone around us out, right? And we...
0: Right, and I guess because maybe you, you might have an in- insight on this like, because we're outside, they think it's not like I feel like if I was in a small coffee shop or something, they wouldn't be speaking that loudly because we're outside in this expansive field. Hey, they're just letting it all out. Yeah,
2: no. we, we misunderstand our um, <laughs> what's the word I wanted to use the spatial awareness. And mm-hmm. so we think it's outside is big. So that means nobody can hear us. Yeah, There's a lot going on. Everybody's hearing the ruffle of the leaves or the ruffle mm-hmm. of things picking. But you yeah. said, it. you know, they don't realize that. And we're not <laughs> as aware. You tend to see people who are more aware of that or who have higher anxiety. Yeah. And so I think this is great. I love it because you're yeah. like, it's like a little cheat sheet of getting to see what I get to work with. <laughs> yeah. And I love it. The world is not as perfect as that we've always projected it to be. So I think it's super cool that you got that experience. Oh, yeah. And I'm nosy too, so you know <laughs> i love it there's a book that i have just been in love with and again i'm such a i'm such a i need to learn something from something i don't like to just read it and it's such a rare book to find and i actually found it through just stumbling mm. it's called running on empty mm. and the objective of this book is it actually teaches you like all the different types of parenting styles that if you were once when you were a child and you wondered why your relationships with your parents as you got gotten older may be different or why Mm -hmm. you struggled connecting. It's overcoming the childhood emotional neglect. But it's so weird because you don't even think sometimes that it was neglect. Mm. And it was just so fascinating because it made me really reflect on my childhood and go, wow, you know, being someone who's adopted, being someone who um, came from Romania during the end of the Soviet Union was the worst Mm -hmm. time to be alive. They told me I should have been dead, you know. So the Mm -hmm. fact that I got to live and got to grow, and then just little small acts that you noticed your parents do, you just kind of got used to it. And this book really shows you, like, this is why you respond with anxiousness with your partner, or this is why you feel like you're still trying to prove your parents, or this is why you get really, like, overly defensive when your partner acts like your mom or your dad, and it just shows this emotional. So, I don't know, I just stumbled upon it, and it is just, you want to talk about blowing your mind and opening up a whole new realm of perspective. So, again, if I'm not reading something that's going to teach me something, I probably won't find me reading it, but... This book, I mean, you want to talk about like a eye opener from your past. I have this also this theory that um, like if you have something traumatic
1: happen when you're young, that almost you kind of get stuck in that age. Even you grow as an adult, you have kids and then you're still almost that person like you still have to let that emotional young child inner child grow um and i don't know i'm i i believe in it like when i meet people and they do things and you're like why are they doing it that way it's like because their
2: inner child is telling them to do things that way if you ever want to see that pull out is just sit from a distance and have it with a group of people so i've seen how like when uh you're in a training module or training with other colleagues of yours in jobs and they'll be like okay you guys are going to get in groups soon but first we're going to do this you already start seeing them connect with mm-hmm.
3: people,
2: like you're. What you're actually seeing them do is what they did as a childhood behaviors. They need to find someone they feel secure around. Mm-hmm. Like you're already seeing these behaviors come out. Yeah. Um, but uh, what you said was so it's called attachment theory. Attachment and theory. Attachment theory is and what are the objective of attachment theory is, and we call it the child self. So you said it perfectly when you experience trauma, you almost pause. Yeah. That time error. And so what we have to do is a form of regression and go back into that time, talk to that kid to bring it up and let it grow. And the example I use is like Thor, you know, that long walkway in Thor, when they Thor <laughs> the rainbow, the rainbow bridge. Perfect. I think it's- and he wants to go and travel <laughs> to the next place. Uh-huh. And he has that guard. That guard is your child self. That guard is saying, don't go. I'm not letting you go because mm-hmm. that's going to go wrong. I know from my knowledge, but Thor is like, I want to live a new life. I want to gain new experience. I want to go back to this place that I felt happy. And the guy's like, no, 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 it's not safe. So he had to battle it out. Mm -hmm. And when he battled it out, he got through and he saw everything was okay. It helped him grow. And so that's what we have to keep doing as therapists. We're working with trying to break, not, not break, but try to get that child self to say, hey, look, like your job is done. You don't have to be guarding this walkway anymore. Like you can let us just flow in and out now so I think you said it really good because it does we do actually pause in that time so that was really nice that was great mm-hmm. insight
0: wonderful great job Elmer <laughs> all right well thank you again so much for coming on and thank you for what you do um, we'll have all the links to your website your practice your book everything in the show notes but um, Joe Nelson thank you so much yeah,
2: thank you so much so much I really do appreciate it I look forward to talking to you guys in the future
0: all right awesome. thanks all
2: right. Bye.